Chris Pratt is perhaps one of the most vocal Christians and certainly one of the most popular vocal Christians in all of Hollywood. Or is he? Because the Christian Post, among other media outlets, just released a story where Chris Pratt said, I am not religious. So is he backing away from his Christian belief or is he just merely pulling the old cliched, I'm spiritual, not religious card? We'll talk about that and dig into it a little bit. But more importantly, there's a much bigger idea that I think we all need to think about. And we'll talk about that and more all on Indie Thinker. Don't forget that today's show is sponsored by our friends over at Element Home Loan. If you want to get pre-approved for a home loan, you need to do it now before interest rates get higher. So if you're looking to refinance or to purchase a new home, you need to go over to KevinBlairTeam.com right now. And when you do so, let them know that IndieThinker sent you. So you guys know Chris Pratt, right? I'm assuming you do. He's been in Jurassic Park, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's also been in... Better than Office, by the way. I know I'm going to get some heat for that, but hey, listen, you are entitled to be wrong and I am entitled to be right. So at the end of the day, I've got to tell you, there is probably no better character than Ron Swanson. Literally everything is a weapon, son. That folder in my hands is far deadlier than this bow in yours. Oh, that's... Probably true. I believe that Parks and Rec was better than, than The Office. I know, controversial opinion. But nonetheless, Chris Pratt kind of cut his teeth on that show. And this was fat Chris Pratt, as he's well known. And then, of course, he lost a lot of weight, went into Guardians of the Galaxy, and just, just exploded. So he's one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. And he has also publicly expressed Christian faith in the past, said that he prayed for his son and that he came to faith in Christ when his son was going through some, some difficulties and that he goes to um, Zoe Church from time to time there in L.A. where Chad Veach is the pastor. Now, uh, there's an affiliation with Chad Veach and uh, Hillsong, which I, we won't really go into, I don't think, much today. I want to more pay attention to kind of Chris Pratt's recent comments, but suffice to say, um, Chris Pratt was drugged through the mud, uh, specifically by Ellen Page, for going to Zoe Church. Now, if I know the modern-day church like I think I do, I could be totally wrong, but if I know the modern-day church like I think I do, Zoe Church has probably preached zero sermons about biblical sexuality and about the fact that God wants Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. Now, again, I could be wrong about that because I really haven't heard Chad speak very much. But most likely, these churches, especially run by millennial pastors, avoid sticky, confrontational subjects like this. So, more than likely what happened is that Ellen Page just saw that Chris Pratt is a Christian and wanted to throw some religious hate on him because, of course, we all know that the the only appropriate kind of hate is when you hate people for their uh, Christian beliefs. You're allowed to hate people for that, but if you hate people for any other reason, then uh, especially if they're evil or doing something bad, you can't speak about that, but certainly you can, you can throw hate speech at Christians and they're just supposed to take it. Uh, so nonetheless, I think that's what was really going on. And Chris Pratt was kind of drugged by a lot of people for going to an evangelical Christian church that was associated with Hillsong. Um, so nonetheless, um, Chris Pratt just recently came out, and I'm going to read a Christian Post article um, and give you some things that he just said about his faith. All right, so in this headline, it says, Chris Pratt clarifies affiliation with Hillsong Church, says he's not really a religious person. 
Actor Chris Pratt has set the record straight about his relationship with Hillsong Church and distinguishes that his faith in God has less to do with man-made religion than his personal walk with the Lord. All right, so already we can stop right there. So is Chris Pratt distancing himself from Christianity? No. Um, he, he's doing the cliche old, I'm spiritual, not religious thing. So I don't participate in these man-made religious things. I only worship the Lord. But of course, there's a huge problem with that. We, we know that um, some of institutional Christianity is man-made, to be sure. But you know what else is man-made? You know, come to think of it, there's a lot that's man-made that we have no problem associating ourselves with, like cars. Cars are man-made, but I've never yet heard the person that says, I'm not getting in this thing because it was made by a man. And, you know, our country was man-made. And I typically don't go around hearing people saying that are a part of a citizen of, of a country, I'm not a part of a citizen of that country because it was, it was man-made. Like, because they're all man-made. Now, of course it is, unless you're a leftist radical and probably a Gen Zer, and you think everything you would make is perfect, uh, but that everything that has been made is not perfect, uh, maybe then you claim that you're not a part of a country and you're just some autonomous being floating in, in existence. But otherwise, most people, they, they claim the citizenship of the country that they're a part of. And then, you know, you know what else is man-made? Yes, the Bible. The Bible was made by men. Now, of course, we as Christians believe that it was a... a a product of the Holy Spirit moving upon people and that it was in the heart of God before it got into the heart of men, but but it was made by men. It was written by men. The Holy Spirit didn't force them to write stuff down, inspired them, yes. And I have a high view of scripture here. But, but the point is, is that it seems ridiculous just to claim that you're not going to believe in something because it was made by men. But yet Chris Pratt wants to make the contention that he is spiritual but not religious. Well, it depends on how you define your terms, but if we're going to call people who organize their life around a certain set of beliefs that have been institutional in nature, well then guess what? That's all of us. Like every single person on the planet has a predisposition to towards belief. They want to believe in something. Every single person in the West, especially, and certainly in the American West, has ordered their life around the institution of the church because its beliefs and the Christian ideas and virtues that were espoused by the Christian church have filtered through all of our institutions. Now, of course, that is eroding more and more, but it's undeniable. The atheist cannot claim his own just well thought out and moral perspective that he just got on his own, he or she got on their own, that they, that they just developed because they're such smart individuals. No, that comes from, where does it come from? Well, it comes from the Bible, and it comes from the institutional practices of the church permeating a society. So, so even people like Sam Harris, when they're asked, well, where do you get your moral virtues and your code of conduct from? Well, and I think you and I agree on this, but I'm not sure why. Okay, so here are, the, I think, the two big questions that, that I have. One is, where does your concept of the good come from? I can tell you where. They get it from the Bible, and they get it from the church. And now the third thing is this. Um, I'm going to assume that, that Chris Pratt is a, is a Bible-reading, Bible-believing Christian, that he believes the things that the Bible teaches, that he believes that Jesus was resurrected from the dead and all that stuff. Whether you believe it or not is, is, is irrelevant. But, but the point is, is if that is who Chris Pratt is, then the Bible commands us to go to a man-made institution called the church that was prescribed in the New Testament. 
what would Western civilization be without the Catholic Church? Are their hands spotless? No. But dear friend, by and large, the ideas that were carried on by the Catholic Church and brought into our present day, whether it through the Protestant Reformation or not, but simply Christianity, carrying on great foundational, fundamental ideas that shaped the rest of Western world, are why Chris Pratt is able to have the free speech that he has right now to voice the kind of banal uh, assertion that he is spiritual, not religious. What am I trying to say? When Chris Pratt comes around and says that he is spiritual, not religious, he's expressing a modern idea that's found in what is called the nuns. Uh, and these are a group of people who are not necessarily atheist or agnostic, but people who are unaffiliated. Uh, they, they may pray, they may even uh, consider themselves, um, you know, uh, a spiritual person who believes in God. They're not atheist or agnostic per se, but they are people who are just unaffiliated with organized religion. And so underneath uh, this idea of being spiritual, not religious, or I have a relationship with Jesus, but I'm not a religious person, is really just a critique of the church. But this idea of the nuns is increasing. In fact, a, a Pew Research poll recently stated this, and the, the nuns, according to pre Pew Research, make up three in 10 US adults. And the secularizing shifts evident in America society so far in the 21st century show no signs of slowing. The latest Pew Research Center survey of the religious composition of the United States finds the religiously unaffiliated share the public share of the public is six percentage points higher than it was five years ago and 10 points higher than a decade ago. Christians continue to make up a majority of the U.S. populace, but their share of the adult population is 12 points lower in 2021 than it was in 2011. In addition, the share of U.S. adults who say they pray on a daily basis has been trending downward, as has the share who say religion is very important in their lives. Currently, about 3 in 10 U.S. adults, 29%, are religious nuns, people who describe themselves as atheists, agnostics, or nothing in particular when asked about their religious identity. So what this Pew Research poll kind of points out is yes, that there is a decrease of religion, but there's many people who would say that, uh, especially in Gen Z, we're starting to see kind of that stuff stall out. And what we're actually seeing in its place, and the Pew Research poll contends this as well, is that we're seeing a spirituality continue to increase in America while we're seeing religious attendance at institutional organizations like the church start to decline in America. And so we're starting to see this kind of upward shift in spirituality and this decrease in religiosity, if you if you want to call it that. And and these are the nuns. And ultimately underneath the nuns is a critique of the institutional church. And it goes something like this, that the church is too involved with, uh, with politics and that they're all about greed and money and that they're all about power and that these are the things that motivates the church. Or maybe even underneath that is the critique of kind of like scandal and, and and abuses and, and those kind of things. And maybe that falls under the power thing. But these are the this this is the idea that people distance themselves from religion because of those three things. Well, I want to lead you to something else because I've heard this a lot. I've heard this especially from pastors that what we need to do is we need to change the image of the church and we need to kind of commodify Jesus so that we can turn him into this product that we're selling people because people aren't buying the church and by and large people are walking away from the church. So how can we get them to come back? And, and so all of that buys into this idea that that's what the church is. So I don't want to be associated with that. And then it's a retreat position to consider yourself spiritual. But here's the real question. 
Is this why many people are leaving church? Is this why this Pew Research poll just got done telling us that so many people are leaving institutionalized religion? Is it really because of those things? Because I want to turn you to the Survey Center on American Life. And and in a survey just recently, they kind of dug into why there are more and more people, especially in Gen Z, who are leaving institutional religion. And in this poll, they essentially, and in this writing, they essentially say this. I'm going to succinctly put it for you, but you can always go down to our sources and I encourage you to read it yourself. But essentially they come up with two reasons, none of which are the ones I just named, that people are leaving the church. The first one is this, is that parents are not making Christianity or religion an important facet of their of their life. So in other words, they're not doing things like praying, you know, over their meal or saying grace for their meal. They're not reading the Bible to their kids and they're not taking their kids to church on Sunday. Or if they do, it is very sporadic and not with any kind of rigorous, uh, with any kind of rigorous, consistent attendance. Therefore, the parents didn't make it important and it's not becoming important to the kids. Now, the second reason I think is probably the more important one, and it's this, that the church did not do a good job of making poignant arguments for the necessity and the existence of God. So another way of saying this is that the church did not do a good job of bridging the gap between faith and reason, that it didn't do a good job of extolling the centuries-long arguments, compelling arguments at that, for the necessity and the existence of God. Therefore, people didn't see the necessity of church. Rather, in the place of creating compelling arguments for God, the necessity of God and his existence, and I might say, another way of saying that is preaching the true unadulterated word of God. Instead of doing that, what we did is we just went to preaching personal benefit. In other words, we talked, taught how Jesus can personally benefit you. Like, if you follow Jesus, you'll be happier. If you follow Jesus, you'll be wealthier. We exchanged the personal benefits of Jesus for the person of Jesus and actually talking about him. And as we have done that, people have left church because you know why? Because they can go to Chuck E. Cheese to be entertained on a Sunday. They don't need the church for that. They needed the church to uphold and continue to to speak to the importance of the necessity of faith and reason and how those two things are not in conflict with each other. If a church can truly articulate that, that is a church that people really need and really want to go to. But because we've stopped doing that in many places, not all, but in many places, people have started to realize that they don't really have a need for the skinny jeans-ized church of modern America. So in other words, all I'm really saying is this, is that spiritual not religious, is a cop-out. It's the easy way out when the church is a place that more and more people are finding inconvenient and not necessary. Um, So people just say, well, we just won't go to church and I'll just put something else in its place. And with that being said, I want to turn you one last article here because this article I think is very important and it's from a CNN religious column and it's from a guy named Alan Miller who is the director of New York Salon and the headline says this, I'm spiritual, but not religious is a cop-out. And Miller goes on to say this, the increasingly common refrain that I'm spiritual, but not religious represents some of the most retrogressive aspects of contemporary society. The spiritual, but not religious movement, an inappropriate term as that would suggest some collective 
organizational aspect, highlights the implosion of belief that has struck at the heart of Western society. Spiritual but not religious people are especially prevalent in the younger population in the United States, although a recent study has argued that it is not so much that people have stopped believing in God, but rather have drifted from formal institutions. It seems that just being a part of a religious institution is nowadays associated negatively with everything from religious right to child abuse back to the Crusades and, of course, with terrorism today. Those in the spiritual but not religious camp are peddling the notion that by being independent, by choosing an individual relationship to some concept of higher power, energy, oneness, or something or other, they are in a deeper, more profound relationship than one that is coerced via a large institution like the church. So I can succinctly put that article in some different terms for you. In other words, people, rather than learning what the church is really all about, they went to something way easier. They... they they deferred to something that is really unthoughtful and didn't take any conscious effort. And it really disserviced people because when people needed to hear, hey, your misperception of the church uh, can be fixed because this is not what the church is about. Rather, we retreated to a fallback position and we just said, well, I'm just going to arbitrarily kind of make up my own thing as I go along because that's way easier than engaging the source material of Christianity and the church that's been around for ages and generations and been proclaiming a message that, Perhaps we need to really thoughtfully engage and rethink before we think we know what the church is even about. But no, Chris Pratt and others like him take on pseudo-intellectual positions that really the younger generation is, is saying, but it's not good theology and it's not good thinking. And again, it disservices people who have a misperception of what the church actually is that could be corrected by somebody who is thoughtfully engaging religion from a real honest perspective. But this brings me to a final thought. And, and this is something that kind of drives me nuts, and maybe it does you too, but I, I keep on asking myself, why do Christians uplift celebrities so quickly and not necessarily the people they should uplift, like theologians and philosophers and classical wisdom of the ages? Like, I know that sounds like from a person of my age, sounds so ridiculous that I'm even saying that, but I have seen us jump on the bandwagon of the Kanye's and the Justin Bieber's time and time again. And about a week after these guys pick up the Bible and declare they're Christians, we want to bring them before our congregations. And it just puts egg on our face because they say stuff like this. Closer. What does that mean to you guys, Chad? Closer to me just is me accepting that Jesus is, wants to come closer to me. And so my response is I want to come closer to him. I want to live a life that's closer to God than ever before. Absolutely. Justin? <laughs> Samesies. <laughs> Samesies. I mean, honestly, these guys know nothing about the Bible and very little about Jesus. It's not a knock on them. It's a knock on us. We, we celebrate all the wrong things at, as a church. And for that reason, I think more and more people are walking away. And it all comes, I think it all stems from a Christian desire to fit in. We want the world to like us. Therefore, we try to bring people who are recognizable in the world to the church. And we say, oh man, just think about all the millions of people who are going to be saved because of their testimony. And maybe some are, and I'm grateful for the testimony, but it usually never works out that way. 
And instead, we're missing opportunities. Because we desire to fit in so much with the culture, we're, we're missing opportunities to show why we are radically different. I was just recently having a conversation with a, a colleague, and uh, we were talking about Disney+. And I said, we're done. We're done with Disney+, and their not-so-secret-gay agenda. Uh, when they turn around their ways and realize that they're here to serve us and not the other way around, then maybe we'll come back to Disney+. But until then, we're done. And he said, well, how do we communicate to our kids that we're not the weird ones um, when everybody else out there and all their friends are watching Disney+. Plus. And, and, I, and here's what I say to that. If we don't communicate that to our kids, if we are not doing things like that, like distancing ourselves from the thinking and the ways of this world, then we are missing an opportunity for our kids to fall in love with the radical different stances that Christianity uh, provides but also, too, with the idea of how important it is to be radically dedicated to a principle and to a standard. We need to fall in love with being radically moral and standing up for something. What, what great good could that do if that's truly communicated to our kids? Now, let me just be clear. I'm not talking about being radically different for being radically different sake, right? Because the trans community does that. The trans activist community is radically different for being radically different. Um, but what I am saying is I'm saying refuse to be led around by false imposters and cheap imitations that want to come around and want to water down Christianity. Instead, stand up and be radically different. Do things like go to church. Do things like get married, and then start a family. And then do things like be faithful in that marriage once you are married. And once you do that, man, not only will that communicate something powerful to our kids, but it will communicate something powerful to the next generation. We just have to get back to that message. And the more we say, well, I'm, I have a relationship with Jesus, but I'm not religious. We're, we're causing people to miss out on the importance and the power of religious institutions in America today and in the past. And as long as we do that, we'll do what Alan Miller says. We will uplift and exalt, not knowing this, not trying this, and fence setting. And if we have a world of fence setters not knowing and not trying, then it could be because we've forgotten what institutional religion should be about. And the closer we get back to that, the more we can help people. Now, I'd encourage you to think about all of those things for yourself, because the better you think, the better our world becomes. Thank you so much for watching. If this video was helpful to you, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and you can always comment below. We'll catch you next time. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reed Uberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.